0: I'm David Heitler Clevins, and I'm Rodney Wittenberg, and this is Music for the New Revolution.
1: You are so
0: We are back with part three of our forgiveness theme episodes. So forgive us for indulging three
2: times, (laughs) and I forgive all of you.
0: All right. And of course, that was the who that got us started there with a quick one while he's away, just the very tail end of that little mini rock opera.
2: And you know, something about listening to old recordings is so cool, because you really just hear them just singing right into a microphone. Mm, It's very unforgiving. It's very...
0: (laughs) And no auto-tune, clearly. No auto-tune. Yes.
2: And you just hear how good they were. I mean, like, and you realize that's Keith Moon singing there along with Pete and Roger and probably John and Twister Yeah, I think sing. they're all,
0: I think they're a little choir of four. Yeah, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, part of the reason that I really wanted to do another part of this theme, even though in a lot of ways this era seems particularly... Difficult in terms of the issue of forgiveness, although maybe that's a good reason to cover it too. Yeah, there's some songs that just seem like they were really perfect for this theme that we haven't gotten to yet. So, yeah. Uh, so that's that's why we're we're continuing on, and uh, and we also want to feature another part of the interview that we did with John Flynn later on,
2: who is a very just
0: amazing, powerful singer songwriter
2: and activist who just has so much to teach all of us.
0: Yeah. And very inspiring. So the first song that I really wanted to get in here is a song that was written by David Roth and Ann Hills. It was written quite a while ago. I mean, I first heard it right after the Rodney King beatings and the subsequent riots, and it does include a verse about that. The song, I think, is it's very powerful. It's called That Kind of Grace, and it tells true stories of people who have been deeply wronged but did not respond with a call for vengeance but responded with you know forgiveness and it does reference that great song amazing grace and it talks about it in terms of striving for being able to embody that spirit the line in the chorus is this line about "I hope someday that kind of grace will find its way through me." It's a beautiful sentiment, even for people who are secular like myself.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, uh, so we'll hear that, and then we'll it'll go right into a song uh, by Bob Gibson and Dave North called "Let the Band Play Dixie."
4: Sunday morning, Birmingham, quiet in the church. Palms were planted, house of God, children's blood on the cross.
1: And your daughter, she was one angel without wings. How could anyone forgive those who do? such things,
4: and when I sing amazing grace, your face is what.
1: young Michael walking by he would do just fine quiet student mother's best pleading for his life strung him up to make a point sharper than a knife
4: you made his mother stood people all In the courtroom, listening as the truth was found from her mouth, no curses fell, no profanity. I would do to others what I'd have them
3: do to me,
4: and when
5: run from richmond in that fading april sun that lee had handed grant his sword the war was finally won into the streets the people spilled feeling the excitement build and the crowd around the white house milled asking is it true it's finally done INSIDE THE WHITE HOUSE LINCOLN HEARD THEM CALLING OUT HIS NAME HE SAT THERE WONDERING WHAT TO SAY TO EASE THEIR YEARS OF PAIN SOMEONE yelled, COME OUT THE DOOR AND TELL US WHAT YOU'VE GOT IN STORE FOR THE REBELS WHO HAVE LOST THE WAR SO OUT UPON THE PORCH ABE LINCOLN CAME We are gathered not in anger, but in celebration. Let's be grateful we are once again a single nation. Let's stand together reassured. Now that peace has been secured, our nation's illness can be cured. And I suggest the overture for this occasion. And let the band play Dixie, play that tune that holds its head up high and proud. And let our nation once divided, bloody but unbowed, take the swords of war and beat them back into a plow. On the day that Lee surrendered, Mr. Lincoln told the crowd. But, but the, the band played Dixie. A tired Union soldier hobbled on his only limb. Filled with bitter memories, the war had left with him. He dragged his wooden leg and cane. His face was set and creased with pain. He stumbled, fell, and rose again. And he wondered what the future held for him. He spied a black child kneeling there in humble gratitude. He knelt down right beside her to share her thankful mood. Grateful words were raised in prayer. God, in your sweet loving care, our broken lives now please repair. Let our wounded nation be renewed and let the band play dixie play that tune that holds its head up high and proud and let our nation once divided bloody but unbowed, take the swords of war and beat them back into a plow on the day that lee surrendered mr lincoln told the crowd let the band play dixie let the band play dixie
0: So I think we could talk a little bit about those two songs. (laughs) There's some interesting things that are brought up by them and uh, not all easy, you know, to uh, parse out maybe. But what what are some thoughts?
2: The first song's beautiful. I mean, The Kind of Grace was just an awesome song and sentiment as well. It is very hard to forgive. I think the second song is the one I feel more a little
0: charged. I, (laughs) I agree. And I will admit, though, that, you know, just to go back to the first song, That Kind of Grace... When I first heard that song, I was very moved by the first two verses, mm-hmm. and the third verse about Rodney King, it kind of stood out to me as not quite the same thing, mm-hmm. and I think maybe at that point, I was still so angry about the verdict in Los Angeles yeah. and stuff, and I and I wasn't totally comfortable with just condemning people who were so angry that they rioted. And we talked about that in another episode where we played the Phil Oaks song In the Heat of the Summer that really has a very different take. Yeah, But over time, I guess maybe as it's gotten further from that Mm -hmm. moment, Mm -hmm. I feel like that verse does stand with the others. Actually, David Roth and Ann Hills have both written more verses to that song, which I don't actually think fit as well, that are more just about people who are victims and not about the forgiveness part. You know, like they did one about Matthew Shepard, but it doesn't have anybody forgiving the Mm, murderers of, you know, so I kind of feel like that one doesn't.
2: Yeah, well, this is one of those issues that's just so charged for people. There are so many people that feel that if you forgive, you're actually giving approval of. And and I love what, my Angela says. If you don't forgive, it it doesn't actually do anything to the other person. Mm-hmm. It just eats you up. Right. It's almost like you're attacked twice or you're beaten up twice. If you hold mm-hmm. on to that, anger and and feel that you want to have vengeance, it destroys you. Mm-hmm. And it never goes away. I mean, it, it, it's funny. I did, but I, This is a little cheesy. I was I just watching an episode of Chicago PD this morning while, <laughs> while I was setting up waiting for you to come over so we could record? And the main character, the chief of uh, the unit, he goes to an old police buddy who he knows what he did. He took revenge. And wh- the last line he says to him goes, doesn't feel the way you thought it was going to feel, does it?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And it just never does because even after you get your vengeance, you kind of feel lost. Mm -hmm. You don't know what to do now because you still don't have the person
0: or thing or whatever it was that you lost. Right. Yeah. Well, that's, I've heard that especially around the issue of capital punishment Mm -hmm. where sometimes family members of somebody who was a victim Mm -hmm. who are pressing for capital punishment feel really dismayed when it actually is enacted because they were expecting some kind of relief mm-hmm. and they often don't feel that. Yeah. They don't feel like it doesn't bring the person back mm-hmm. and just having another person killed who was the perpetrator doesn't end up making them feel better. Right. you know. And actually, that's another thing I've heard John Flynn talk about because mm-hmm. he has actually done some work about the capital punishment mm-hmm. issue. But yeah, I think the thing you were saying before that you know, what holding on to that feeling of anger and of wanting revenge you know it often just eats away at the person who's holding on to it Mm -hmm. it doesn't affect the person that it's directed at but with that said, then let, let's talk a little bit about that second song. So, by the way, we heard Ann Hills in both those songs because yeah. it was performed live by Tom Paxton, Ann Hills, and Bob Gibson, and mm-hmm. Bob Gibson was one of the writers of it. I actually really love a different version of that song by Dean Stevens, but mm-hmm. I only have that on a cassette. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I you know, it's interesting that song, I, you know, in this time when we're having a lot of controversy about, you know, statues mm-hmm. to Confederate soldiers and things like that and and generals and I I think that I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people have similar mixed feelings about that song or even just entirely mm-hmm. negative feelings mm-hmm. about that song because it it is kind of
2: well, it's interesting uh, yes, yeah. just yes It is very difficult for human beings to do something that is what what do they say? It's a sign of genius if you can hold two afflicting conflicting ideas in your head <laughs> and, at afflicting. The same, and <laughs> afflicting ideas in your head at the same time, and that's kind of what I'm struggling with with this song. It's like mm-hmm. I completely understand why Lincoln would say that he's mm-hmm. trying its goal is to unify everyone, and I also get that in that time period some of Lincoln's views would have been, would, would now be looked upon as racist. I mean, he, sure. he you know, right. and it's complicated because here's a guy who no doubt held some, some racist views. I mean, it was so prominent as part of the mm-hmm. culture. I mean, you know, it, it is really hard to think about back to what it was like in 1863. Mm-hmm. That not only were people of color looked at as inferior, but so are Irish and Italians mm-hmm. and, and women and women yeah, and, yeah. and, and, and then yeah. the Chinese. I mean, there's just so many groups of people and Native Americans that were just considered less than. And the challenge of that is it's like, okay, you lost, but you're not so bad. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what it kind of feels like. And mm-hmm. your beliefs are, okay. In fact, most, yeah, have a little celebration of your beliefs, even though you lost. Mm-hmm. It's like, I get it but it's still like looking back on it it just feels kind of weird but that is what again as we were talking about that is what forgiveness mm-hmm. looks like from the outside.
0: Right. But I guess another thing that makes it problematic to me is knowing now what came after with mm-hmm. reconstruction mm-hmm. with lynchings yeah. with Jim Crow with mm-hmm. segregation with you know mm-hmm. that that moment of hope and bringing people together it didn't lead where I think Lincoln hoped it would, Mm -hmm. you know, because bringing people together in that way and not sort of forcing the ideals that the union had supposedly fought for Mm -hmm. meant that we sunk back into a something that was almost as bad as slavery. Yeah. So it was, you know, mm-hmm. so that kind of undercuts the idea that this was a good idea to yeah. uh <laughs> yeah. let the yeah. band play Dixie. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, it's uh-huh. it's complicated. And yeah. I, I won't fault anybody who who thinks that, you know, that wasn't a good song to include in this. <laughs> uh but I think it is food for thought and it it is thought provoking, which is something that we, you know, wanna well it's do
2: it's, it speaks <laughs> to the challenge of forgiveness. Like we're only know what our convictions are when they're challenged. And mm-hmm. this is challenging the idea of, okay, well, I can forgive that, but I can't forgive that. You right. Know, I, I can forgive this, but I can't forgive. I, I remember watching a documentary about about uh, this woman who was a, a Holocaust survivor who went back to Germany to forgive, and how much flack she took from other mm-hmm. Jewish people who were just, you can't do that. Right. And the same thing exists in the African American community, where like there are just some things that you cannot
0: mm-hmm. forgive. Well, you know, I think what you bring up is that at least I believe forgiveness is a very personal individual Mm -hmm. thing. And we can't ever expect anybody to forgive. That has to come from the person themselves. Right. Mm -hmm. So it would be very wrong of me Mm -hmm. as a white person to Mm -hmm. ask of any African American Mm -hmm. person to forgive the wrongs that have been done to them. Mm -hmm. You know, it'd be wrong to ask anybody whose family was killed in the Holocaust Mm -hmm. to forgive, you know, the Nazis. But if somebody can actually bring themselves to do that it's kind of mind boggling i think for most of us mm-hmm. i also don't think that it's fair to you know somehow say well you can't do that cuz that's up to that right. particular person mm-hmm. i guess is what i would say yeah. but on the other hand you know sometimes we're in the role of policy and mm-hmm. things and so then those get to be a bigger issue right yeah. you know like reparations mm-hmm. is a kind of institutionalizing forgiveness but we do sometimes as a as a society have to decide mm-hmm you know, when we're going to Mm -hmm. forgive. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And I think Uh that is one of the challenges, which we'll get to in our other show. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But the challenges of forgiveness, particularly in America around race, and it's such a difficult and charged subject when you try and just really have a real honest conversation about where we are. Because it's, again, it's very, very complicated where we are right now. Yeah. And some people will argue with me, no, it's not that complicated. It's very simple, but it's,
0: no, it's I think complicated. It's, it's, I, think I agree with you. Uh, uh,
2: because, you know, well, we'll get to that in the other show. Yeah, so yeah. what's our, what's our yeah. next song? So,
0: well, you know, we usually in these episodes about forgiveness have a segment where we get into some music that's related to the opposite. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, so <laughs> and, and in our first episode, we had, you know, some things from Sweeney Todd by, S- by Sondheim, which is kind of the epitome of the cautionary tale about how revenge can Backfire and double on, on itself, and you know I think that Sondheim really owes a lot to Verdi in that, and particularly the opera Rigoletto mm-hmm. is is you know mm-hmm. I- if anything an even stronger. Well, both of them are, are are great examples of stories that you know the intended revenge ends up ricocheting and ends <laughs> up really causing the. Person who wanted revenge to suffer even more. In Rigoletto, the, the name character, for those of you who don't know the story, is a hunchback and sort of court jester. And his daughter falls in love with the kind of evil Duke mm-hmm. who is very, you know, unfaithful. And so anyway, Rigoletto comes up with a scheme to have the Duke killed, and his daughter, even though she's already found out that the Duke is faithless, sacrifices herself. Instead. And so the part we're going to hear is the very end when Rigoletto has just opened up the sack that he thinks holds the body of his nemesis, the Duke, and finds his daughter dying inside. And so they sing to each other, and there's this beautiful aspect of forgiveness in a bunch of this where she's begging him to forgive her for subverting his plans. And then, but the very end is. Rigoletto's sort of cry of pain singing that he's, mm-hmm. he's been cursed. Mm-hmm. And then we'll also hear a, a beautiful song from Tommy Sands right after that about the troubles in Ireland.
3: Swear
6: My song for you this evening, it's not to make you sad. Not for adding to the sorrows of this troubled northern land. But lately I've been thinking, and it just won't leave my mind, to tell you of two friends one time, who were both good friends of mine. Alan Bell from Bena, he lived just across the fields great man for the music and the dancing and the reels. O'Malley came from South Armagh to court young Alice Fair and we'd often meet on the Ryan Road and the laughter filled the air. There were roses, roses, there were roses and the tears of the people ran together though alan he was protestant and john was catholic born it never made a difference for the friendship it was strong and sometimes in the evening When we heard the sound of drums, we said it won't divide us, we will always be the one. For the ground our fathers ploughed in, the soil it is the same. And the places where we say our prayers have just got different names. We talked about the friends who died and we hoped there'd be no more. It's little then we realized the tragedy in store. There were roses, roses, there were roses, and the tears of the people ran. On a Sunday morning, when the awful news came round, another killing has been done just outside Newry Town. We knew that Alan danced up there, we knew he liked the band. But when we heard that he was dead, we just could not understand. We gathered at the graveside on that cold and rainy day. And the minister, he closed his eyes, and he prayed for no revenge. And all the ones who knew him from along the Ryan Road, that bowed their heads and said a prayer for the resting of his soul. There were roses, roses, there were roses, and the tears of the ran together. Well, fear had filled the countryside, there was fear in every home. When the car of death came prowling round the lonely Ryan Road, a Catholic would be killed tonight we even the score O oh Christ, it's young old Mally That they've taken from the door Alan was my friend, he cried He begged them with his spear But centuries of hatred Of ears that cannot hear An eye for an eye Was all that filled their mind And another eye for another eye Till everyone is blind there were roses roses. There were roses And the tears of the people Ran together So my song for you this evening it's not to make you sad not for adding to the sorrows of this troubled northern land but lately i've been thinking and it just won't leave my mind to tell you of two friends one time who were both good friends of mine i don't know where the moral is or where the song should end but I wonder just how many wars are fought between good friends, and those that give the orders are not the ones to die. It's Bell and O'Malley and the likes of you and I. There were. All- And the tears of the people run together. There were roses, roses, there
2: were
0: roses. So that was Tommy Sands' There Were Roses. And it's a beautiful song. Isn't yeah. It? yeah. Yeah. Very
2: powerful story.
0: Yeah. And, you know, like I said before, it's an example of this idea of the uh, the lack of forgiveness mm-hmm. leading to tragedy i yeah. think both the rigoletto and this are different mm-hmm. kinds of examples of that yeah it's a very fertile ground yeah. <laughs> for making art about these issues of forgiveness yeah. and and the lack thereof sometimes uh-huh. a lot of good stuff has been made and that's why we need three three parts to this episode yes, at least <laughs> three episodes to share all the music out there about forgiveness
2: so yeah. speaking of forgiveness let's move to someone who has a lot to teach us about that.
0: Yeah, we got to talk with John Flynn and uh, interview him and as you said earlier Rodney, you know, along with being a singer-songwriter, he's a real activist, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think I've said before is of all the people I know, he's one of the people who really walks the walk cuz he does a lot of work in prisons. Mm-hmm. He has this organization he's part of and I think runs now called New Beginnings, which he'll talk yeah. about a little bit in this yeah. interview segment that we're going to hear. And you can hear the entire interview. At this point, it's exclusive to people who are our patrons. So there's a little incentive for you to be a supporter of our of our work uh, because we let our patrons hear these full interviews a while before we release them to the general public. We want to thank all the people who have been patrons because it's allowed us to bring
2: on one of the people who's been volunteering with us for the first two years of Music for the New Revolution, and that is Ben, who has become our official Editor and mixer, and yes. and and we we're able to give him a little bit of money while he's still in college, which has been great. Here's our excerpt from our interview with John Flynn.
7: Yeah, in a, in a sense, that was like like Brother David kept knocking, and I kept saying no. The, the two wolves thing, the, the story, I think I first heard from Marlo Guthrie, and and I remember he he told it either in one of his either in, in in a letter or from the stage. I can't remember now, but I remember thinking what a great song that would make. And then one or two times since I heard it from Marlowe I heard it repeated and every time I kept thinking, What a great song that would make, you know, but I never, you know, sat down with a guitar and wrote it. And then on September eleventh, two thousand and one, uh about, I don't know, six or seven o'clock in the evening, I took a walk and i ended up in a little church not far from my house where they hadn't planned any services but there was a big cardboard sign said we're open for business and i walked in and the preacher came out and he told that story from the pulpit and it was it was absolutely the the, the thing i needed to hear most in the world at that moment was don't feed don't feed the hate you know don't feed the revenge don't feed the dark the, the darker side of your you know the darker angels or whatever And, you know, feed the better angels of your nature and your spirit. So I went home and and I wrote that song that night. I wanted to be the storyteller. You know, it's it's not, and everyone's heard the story at this point. So there's, there's not no real surprise in the song. Hopefully it doesn't become a boring thing to listen to. I still open my shows with it because I, I feel like when we come together in a concert, that's, that's kind of what it's about is, is, is feeding the, the, you know, the good wolf, feeding the, the light in your spirit and love and community and all the good things that we get when we come together in, in live music settings and it, and it's really about uh, you know what we talk about in new beginnings all the time is accountability taking responsibility for your own you know shit <laughs> and God knows there's a lot of people who have been victimized in the world in our by our society, and justice is due and and they have to call for it but what what I have found is that the more you identify yourself as a victim, the more you give your power away. And so the more the more I get guys inside to take responsibility for the part they played in their own lives, the more power they're taking back, you know, because if they just say it's society, it's the white men, it's institutional racism, it's it's the education, it, it's Whatever it is, and there are so many valid reasons that they, you know, challenges that I never had to face. You know, I, I, I would never have survived <laughs> the, the upbringing that, that so many of my guys, you know, don't even think twice about. So, you know, th- they'd be perfectly within their rights to say, this ain't my fault. But by saying that, they're not taking up th- their own power. And so to the degree that they say, you know, I played this part in bringing myself to this moment, that means I have the power to change the path that I'm on. And, and that's where I need, I need them to stay because I need them to be strong enough to, to, to go out and, and be free, you know, and to acknowledge that the other side lives in each of us. We're all human beings. So we all have the capacity to make the wrong decision. In a sense, the song is binary because you get it to choose between two sides. But in another sense, it's that we both contain the two sides. You know, so we're all more complicated than we like to to believe sometimes. So you take responsibility for your own your own spirit. And you know, garbage in, garbage out. What what are you feeding yourself today? You know, what what are you reading? Who are you hanging with? I had a guy in in prison say, you know, that, that the you know, look around at the five people you spend the most time with, and you'll get a pretty good idea of who you are, as far as your values and and you know what kind of human being you are. And I thought, wow, that's that's pretty heavy. But that's how you feed. That's how you feed that spirit.
5: son crying after school And discovered from the sobbing child that a playground bully had been cruel I wish that I could hurt him said the child And when I get big that's what I'll do the grandfather Then I'll know the dark wolf is taking you There are two wolves There are two wolves And within each heart these two wolves fight One is hatred Rage and darkness The other wolf is love and light The old man put his arms around the child And said the thing you want is called revenge But when you try to hurt the moment you become like them. The old man said, I know what you are feeling. Being human, I have felt it too. The child looked into the ancient eyes then. Said, Grandfather, tell me what Two wolves there are two It is in your power to choose the victor. The wolf that wins will be the one you feed. There are two wolves. There are two wolves. And within each heart.
2: It is the battle of forgiveness.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice song. I hadn't remembered that there was that kind of evocation of a wolf howl in that electric violin mm-hmm. thing at the end. I hadn't yeah. remembered that. This nice little yeah. touch. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's a
0: very cool song. Yeah, and he's a very awesome guy. Yeah, we really got a very interesting interview with him, mm-hmm. which you, know, you can look forward to hearing that whole thing because so it's a it's very cool. Yes,
2: um, if you are a patron of Music for the New Revolution. You can hear the entire John Flynn interview. Mm -hmm.
0: So Fred Small is a singer-songwriter and then became a minister for a while. But, you know, he wrote a lot of really great songs that often tell true stories Mm -hmm. Did a lot of research and stuff like that. One song of his that I think is very moving along the lines of this theme is called The Hills of Ayalon. And it's about a settlement in Israel of both Israelis and Palestinians called Nev Shalom. Some people have probably heard of that. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I like about this song is that it's powerful in a place where we think, well, there's no hope of people, you know, actually coming together often. You know, this is a kind of a success story. But the song, it takes some time to get there. Like there's the, you know, the, the interactions at first between the two sides are not positive and so it doesn't ignore how hard this is you know it doesn't ignore how Mm. much of a struggle bringing two people who have so much hurt and wrong between them you know in their histories how difficult that is
2: yes it's very interesting you just you pick this song to play yeah. I, I just finished scoring a documentary about the I Alone kibbutz. Ah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if anyone is out there's interest, it'll be alone, it'll be
0: out later this year. It's called Codename I Alone. Cool. Very cool. And I think we're going to go right from the Fred Small song into a song by my group, Acoustic Blender, written by my bandmate, Justin Soloninka. And it's uh, about kind of unconditional forgiveness Mm -hmm. uh, and, and struggling with trying to love everybody even when that's difficult. But we'll start with The Fred Small.
8: In the hills of Iowa Above the broken earth Two boys shout and play with a ball on a field of shrub and dirt. Divided sons of Abraham, exhausted embrace. Prince of Islam, bride of Judah, know each other's face. If we met on the sands of Sinai, under a molten sky, If you held me in your sights and looked me in the eye, what would you do? If we met on the sands of Sinai under a molten sky, and if I held you in my sights and looked you in the eye, Shepherds chase their wandering sheep, and lead them home again. My grandfather died at death, toll. never will I forget. The British set fire to my grandfather's village, left 12 miles long dead. If we met on the cliffs of Anahorn, stunned by the rocket's flash, if you found my heart exposed and a pistol in your grasp, what would you do? If we met on the cliffs of Adamor, stunned by the rocket's flash, and if I found your heart exposed and a pistol in my grasp, I would take you prisoner, hide you away, and set you free. Dialogue. The young ones play a game Toss an orange in the air And call each other's name Ricky, Shimon, Shalom, Naomi Catch it before it falls Yousef, Hassan, Amal, Amira Tear down the wall we met by the river Jordan Your aim could not fail what would you do If we met by the river Jordan under a rain of nails And if I raised my rifle up and my aim could not fail I would put down my gun open my arms and
9: Now I've been told that love's the thing That makes the world go round It's all you need, it's patient And it's kind And I know that it's not easy To love your enemies So often matter wins out over but i'm gonna love everybody love my friends and love my lover love my father and my mother and all other families too i'm gonna love everybody even those who criticize me those who wrong me or despise me i'm gonna love Then start driving slow. You come to hear me play and then you talk right through my show. You smile when I'm here and then reject me when I'm gone. And when autumn comes, you'll rake your leaves and dump them on my lawn. But I'm gonna love everybody. Love my friends and love my lover. I'm gonna love love. your are kids you terminate my job and then you give yourself a raise you say it must be true because you heard it on tv you make your own mistakes and then you blame them all on me but i'm gonna love everybody love my friends and love my lover love my father and my mother and all other families too i'm gonna love everybody even those who criticize me those who wrong me or despise me i'm gonna love sisters and my brothers and all other families too i'm gonna love everybody even those who criticize me those who wrong me or despise me i'm gonna love i'm gonna love everybody Each other and each other's families, too. I'm gonna love everybody, even those who criticize me, those who wrong me or despise me. I'm gonna love
0: All right. Very cool. <laughs> I,
2: I like that. And you know, I, I always have to say, I love your voice when you're doing harmony. Oh, thank you. They got you. the low end down <laughs> there. It's, it just adds this really cool quality that you don't get with a lot of singers, bands, and stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, we, we've tried not to uh, make this a featuring David and Rodney podcast, yeah. <laughs> but every once in a while when a song really fits, it just seems like we shouldn't necessarily always avoid it. I sometimes push Rodney to include his songs, so, and we're actually going to end up with one of your songs, which I think you're going to tell us a little bit about. Yes. Now, the so Genesis.
2: This, yes. This song happened. I was working on a project called uh, We Stood Up, and I got to spend some time with John Lewis in interviewing him Uh, Over the course of an hour, one of the questions I asked them was, how did you have the strength of fortitude? How did you have the strength to stand there on the Pettison Bridge and know that you're going to be beaten and bit by dogs and knocked on the ground and all that sort of stuff? Just know that you're walking into that. And How how do you do that? I I don't know how knowingly... And I could see running into a burning building to save someone's life maybe, but stand there and just know that someone who hates you is about to attack you. And you you know this. It's not like a, a random thing or it just happens. It's, it's pretty powerful. And his answer was love, universal, unconditional, love from the source, God, however you define it, but he defined it as God. And that really moved me. And then along with... This right around the same time when I was writing the song, I saw this interview with Dave Chappelle and Maya Angelou, and Dave Chappelle in the interview with Maya Angelou had this revelation of wow, like Martin Luther King, Malcolm, JFK, Bobby Kennedy—they were not just these icons; they were actual friends of hers who died. They're friends, like real connection, like people they knew. It wasn't just like this is some famous person out there. This is when they knew, and, and what was that like? And and he realized it wasn't just like the collective anger that everybody was feeling, this was personal. And he asked her how she dealt with that, and she responded, bitterness will destroy you, it will eat you up, it will bring you down, it will kill you. But anger, you can do something with that. You can write it down, you can turn it into music, you can turn it into a play, you can march, you can protest. It can be your inspiration to do things. So took both of those ideas and put it into a little song called called Love. Mm-hmm. And a little side story, one of the other stories that John Lewis shared, which was equally powerful, which I usually, I don't know, always tell, but he was talking about how after he'd been a senator for a congressman, congressman, for a while, I guess it was late 70s, early 80s, after he had been honored by a library that he wasn't allowed to rent books from, get books from when he was a kid. Uh, guy came to his office with his son and said, I wanted my son to see me do this. I want to say I'm sorry. I'm the guy that hit you with the baton. I'm the police, uh, police guy that hit you with a baton, and I'm so, so sorry, and I would hope you would... Um, I, I know you don't have to, and you, you don't owe me anything, but I wanted to, my son to see me tell you I'm sorry, and I'm asking for your forgiveness. And, of course, John Lewis being John Lewis forgave the guy. And that's all. Uh, that's all the. That's all you need to say. <laughs> so here is love.
10: I'm gonna take that anger and write it down. March into town. Can you hear the sound? I'm gonna take that anger and turn it. I'm gonna take that doubt and write it down. March into town. Can you hear the sound? I'm gonna take that doubt and turn it around and turn it into love. Love. mistreatment and write it down. March into town, can you hear the sound? I'm gonna take that mistreatment and turn it around and turn it into love. I'm gonna take that fear and write it down. March into town. Can you hear the sound? I'm gonna take that fear and turn it around and turn it into love.
2: Listening to Music, Music for the, the New Revolution. Revolution. I'm Rodney Wittenberg.
0: I'm David Heitler Clevins.
2: Music for the New Revolution is produced at Melody Vision Recording Studios in Plymouth, Meeting, Pennsylvania. Music for the New Revolution is written and produced by David Heitler Clevins and Rodney Wittenberg, and edited and
0: co produced by Ben Flax.
2: You can find us at musicforthenewrevolution.com or MFTNR. Like us on Facebook and follow
0: our Spotify playlist. And our podcasts can be found on SoundCloud and iTunes. And you can also be a patron, a supporter of our podcast on Patreon. This is music for, for the, the new, new revolution. revolution. Spend it all today and we will bill you tomorrow. Three piece suits and bank accounts in Bahamas. Wall Street crime will never send you to the slammer. Tell all the children in the arms of the
2: mamas.
10: Pill culture, drug companies circling like a bull.